My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. Times we have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. You know, I want to I start this by just giving thanks. You know, the flag behind me is upside down. It's upside down because we're in a state of distress, constant state of distress, mostly because we have been, we fell asleep at the wheel. And when we fall asleep at the wheel, what happens? Our weeds grow up on our property, trees grow, and fruit just does not, our, our land does not bear fruit. Well, that's what happened. But in the middle of all of that, there's been just some great things that have happened. The relationships that we've built together, the, the conversations that we have today, the people that I've been able to meet that are not only like-minded, but ethically and morally straight on the compass true north. And so I just, I want to give thanks. I think that we, we should start, start by giving thanks. Um, we have some guests on today. And, uh, you know, the Wisconsin primary was just two days ago. And there's a lot of things that we're learning about the Wisconsin primary. And we have some bombshells that are, that are coming out. We've done some analysis. We've been able to get some information back about you know, what is, what happened in Wisconsin? So we have two people that, that have been tirelessly fighting America first election integrity. Tim, Tim has been fighting since day one and putting it all on the line. And, uh, so let's, um, let's welcome Tim Ramthan and Adam Steen to the show. Guys, welcome to the show. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Adam, you're frozen. Either that or it's just normal that you're smiling like that just at me. <laughs> so, Tim, the, the primary was two days ago. Mm -hmm. It's kind of messy. There we go. Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> for those that don't know you, um, Tim, tell us, uh, I, I don't know if anybody that is listening to this show would not know you. Um, even the radical left journalists, the Antifa guys that are listening to this show know who you are. But if you could just tell everyone a little bit about yourself, um, I would appreciate it. Well, I'm a, a servant to the people. My focus has been truth and transparency for closure the whole time. And when it comes to election integrity or the lack of it in our elections process, all I've ever pursued was truth and transparency so that we as a people 
could embrace the process and believe that it gave us the result that we engaged in it for, which is to elect individuals to represent us at all levels, from school board up to president and everywhere in between. And, and that being said, I'm, I'm in the game in multiple ways. In fact, for a while there, I was doing three things at once. I am a seated school board member for a local public school here in, in uh, Wisconsin. And uh, I've also been a seated representative of the state legislature now in my second term. And I was running for governor. Um, and I still might be engaged in that to some degree. And the reason I say that is because ever since Tuesday and the plethora of information that is gravely concerning, about how races were addressed in this state. Um, we're not out of the woods by a long shot, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, 2022's primary in August here is a rerun from November of 2020, which is gonna set the stage for November of 2022 for the midterms and for the governor's election here in the state. And I, you know, I'm a, I'm a seated servant and I'm in in roles to serve the people and I'm feeling very much like they are right now. It's, it has nothing to do with whether or not I won or not. It's the mechanics of process and they're not right. And so I'm, I'm very um, concerned about what happened Tuesday. I'm concerned about what's gonna happen in November. We have to get this right, ladies and gentlemen, or we will never be sure of anything anymore, including holding on to our Republic. Well, I'm glad you bring that up because, uh, you know, Adam is running against the guy that literally was the biggest obstructionist, even when all the information came out from Michael Gableman. Um, he's running against that guy, Robin Voss, and who, frankly, has been in the, the uh, Wisconsin Assembly for 17 years, was the roommates with uh, Priebus and Ryan, Paul Ryan, and admitted that there's widespread fraud, yet they use these machines again for the primaries on the Republican side, knowing full well that they're not, that you, you can't rely on them. And, and Adam is running against him and lost, but the math's not, nothing's adding up. It's just, go ahead, Adam. Same tell with us my race. That. Yeah. Yeah. Same with my race. Uh, the numbers don't add up. Either. Go ahead, Adam. Joe, my uh, my screen seems to be locking. Can you? Yeah, I can hear you as now. Long as, we, as long as we can hear you, sir, we're good. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, some folks have been asking what uh, what we're thinking, and when you when you look at the the race on Tuesday night, uh, and you look at some some trend lines, you look at uh, some freezing of data for upwards of an hour. And you look at the races across the state, you have to look back at historical data for this particular assembly seat. And if you look at all three of those variables, your head, you just start to scratch your head because we saw double the turnout in the prior election also saw, um, hey, you're breaking. You're breaking up, Adam. Adam, you're, so you're you're breaking up. I need you to get to a place with good internet, or tell everyone where you're at to get off the internet, <laughs> so <laughs> we can get you get you fully engaged. Um, Is that say, say that again. Yeah, say that. Tell me again what what uh, you said. Double the turnout. 
Okay. We're going to have Adam call in. Why don't you get Adam to call in? Oh, there you go. You're, you're, you're back. Okay. So, Someone doesn't so want we, you to talk. We, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Voss. Robin Voss has hijacked the Wi-Fi. Nothing um, would surprise me. I was in the same spot that we talked a year ago, a uh, week ago, but this is crazy, Joe. So, so basically, with those three data points, we we look at the election and somebody said, would you accept the results before the election started? And I said, well, let's see the results and then we'll make a decision. But right now we're looking at um, the tightest race in the state of Wisconsin. No other race was this close. 2.6% spread, 260 votes with a double record, double the normal average turnout. So all of these data points just make you scratch your head and say what what gives all right so you you're the 260 ballots are the ones that separate you correct correct and what's really interesting about that is that it's it's not still within the with the within the one percent threshold correct so it's just outside 1.6 yeah if we um if we lost about 170 votes, then we would be within their threshold of, of recounting the ballots. But this is something that, that I really wanna make clear tonight is, um, I truly believe after going to the ballots, uh, going to the polling locations, we had folks observing in and out of each polling location. I don't think this is a, a clerical error, right? I think this is more of a Prior to walking into that booth, the, the came in for the last seven days. I think that's where you have some of these issues coming into play. Well, we've been able to do some analysis on some other states inside the machines. And um, I was on a call today with someone who talked through, this guy had been has been in uh, system architecture for 35 years super successful, worked for some of the largest, uh, I'd say the Fortune 25 companies. And he reached out to me in a very, very weird way. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to reach out to you. I kind of want nobody to know that I'm actually talking to you. So I was a little skeptical at first. But then I had a conversation with him. And he started talking about how they cheat inside the machines. And he goes, I'm going to show you. And he showed me. And I know for a fact that the machines are designed 100%, and there's some, there's, some, there's some shuffling of stuff under the table related to how code is shared between ES&S and Dominion and all these other companies. Now, we knew that for a fact because we've had conversations with multiple people on what the code bases look like, how they interact, what the, what the pathways are. They're too similar not to. And when you have guys like Edwin Smith that are jumping from organization to organization and taking a leadership role at a high level within all these organizations, you know that they can be handing off stuff. And, and, and there's lawsuits that show that, hey, you stole this from me, you stole this from me, uh, trying to make sure that they're all getting their little piece of the pie financially for the, mm-hmm. for the, the things that are being used, whether it's in tabulation or otherwise. Um, but I, I just I had to ask the question of, do you think it's systemic in the system? He goes, they, I think they can turn it on and off. I think that that's why the Democrats or the preferred party starts out with a higher threshold, and then you see those numbers converge. They know what the ratios have to be. They know. And then they just 
apply that two to one or that three to one or that PID function to get them to the, the outcome, just to get just outside of that threshold of that 1%. That's a fascinating comment because we saw that, that freeze point, right, for power. And that was interesting to see in an assembly seat. And the turnout was so high. That's what we couldn't understand. Why in the world people turned out at double? I mean, I know I'm a popular guy, but this is this was just crazy. All right, <laughs> so tell me, what the, tell me what the normal amount of people were. How many normally so, would vote in your race? The lowest turnout is 3,200 people, and the highest was 5,300. So you're averaging in that 4,500 over the last 12 years. <laughs> and they cheated, and it was double that. I, I Like I said, I, I know I'm a popular guy, but I don't know if this face is that popular to draw double. That, that's not the point. The point the is, is that we know he's not that popular. <laughs> Right, Tim? Am I right? Exactly right. <laughs> he's very, he's very, very unpopular, and I'll tell you, this has got major stink on it. Uh, I knew the sixty-third would be more than questionable. I was surprised by my numbers, Joe. At the beginning of the broadcast, you commented that you looked at the data and you thought I was closer to twenty percent, which still isn't what it could be or should be, and, and I wouldn't, it wouldn't change the outcome of the election. But why do you say that? I'm curious to know why you say that. Well, we just we analyze records as they come in, records as they come through, um, and and I and I'm not fully baked yet, but we did look at the data, and it didn't make any sense. And and frankly, I don't think that I don't. I think we they knew you were a very popular candidate, but I still believe that they can't they cannot put an algorithm in place. They can't put a change in place without affecting all of the elections. They just can't. I just I don't believe that's possible. It, and um, you know what the driving factor is, the the uh, the order on the ballot. That's the static element here. They work off the ballot entry and your position on the ballot, and they write these programs and algorithms to affect uh, vote suppression and vote manipulation based on the static entry on the ballot. I, I think that would be a nice way to, to surprise them all by not having the ballot uh, order listed. Frankly, it doesn't need to be listed. People just go and and they'll vote and they'll see what it is. But to put it out there in advance allows them to program these things to make this stuff happen. Um, the uh, the total vote turnout for the gubernatorial race in Wisconsin was about six hundred ninety-three thousand, which fell short. I thought it'd be closer to eight or nine hundred thousand, so it was was pretty far away. But the interesting thing for me is it was a hundred thousand more votes for the governor's race than any other race on the ticket. So the down ballot. Lieutenant Governor, Attorney Generals, they landed around 595, 590, but the, the governor's race had, had 693. So I don't know what that means, but, um, and, and if I was supposed to have 20%, was it a manipulation of data? Did my, some of my votes go to one of the other candidates or to well, both of them? Well, again, I don't know. Why, why I said that we're not done with analysis yet, because I think that it's important for us to get through the analysis first and to make sure that our, we can prove our numbers, um, which is why I wasn't going to bring it up. But the, 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 what you're saying is true, that you thought it would be closer to 800,000, and then you have Adam's race, which defies all of that, and the turnout is double what it should be. Um, I guess people within that sh certain jurisdiction, or uh, they, they just vote differently. Like It's just that those people are different. They're just different people. They, 100% of the vote of what it would have been in a previous year, uh, you know, Voss got it. 
No. No, 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 no. No. Now, I will tell you, Tim, I'm glad that one of the Tims won the nom- nomination, the nod. Not the Tim that I would have recommended. Not the Tim that I came out and did a video on saying, hey, listen, I 100% equivocally am endorsing Tim Rantham, which I did the day before. But I think that in the race with Adam, you can smell it. You can see it. Like nothing makes any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Does it? And, that, and that's some, no, that's something that's really important to think about. There were just just the undervotes, Joe. Five hundred undervotes. People came out and decided just to skip this one. Five hundred people. It just but I. Well, that's an important seat for them, and 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 here's the. Here's where they go to conspiracy theories and let's just knock this out and not have it happening. This is a Republican primary. Hey, listen, they're two birds of the same, uh, of two wings of the same bird. They're all cheating. And all the way down the line, they know who they want to select. And if it wasn't true, then why is it that the establishment candidates, a majority of the establishment candidates, won in Wisconsin? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. All of them. Imagine All that. five constitutional seats were, and, and everybody who was challenged in the primary on the GOP side won as well. It was a sweep. 55 out of 71 want to decertify the election, correct? Correct. 55 of, or 54, maybe it was 54 or 55. 55 of the 71 counties, is it 71 counties or 72 counties? How many counties? 72. 72, 72 counties. Uh, this is from memory, by the way. See, I have a memory like a, a dead elephant. Um, a steel trap. A steel trap. A steel trap. Sometimes, I can't remember names sometimes. Um, anyway, I digress. But they wanted to uh, do a hand audit. They wanted to do an audit. They wanted to audit the machines. More than two-thirds wanted to do an audit. Correct? Correct. And yet the people in Wisconsin have been just on fire. That's all you hear about. Anywhere across the United States, we're talking about Wisconsin. You got Michael Gableman that came out, frankly, and, and supported you, Adam, stood up for you. Tim, I, I don't did did Gableman, did he give yep. you a nod? I don't think so. I don't understand. I was that. toxic. I was tox- too toxic then. Everybody was avoiding me like the plague. Um, Adam's story is a little different. He had Janelle. He had President Trump. It made it pretty easy for Justice Gableman. Easier. Um, but it's okay. I, I'm not an endorsement guy anyway, and I don't get into uh, pandering for votes and, and everything that comes along with this process. I always thought that people, if they had enough sense, would focus on character, capability, and experience, and they would put right person, right role, right time based on what they offered against the job description or the role. It, that, that doesn't happen in this arena. It, it doesn't. It didn't happen on Tuesday. It was all about money. It was all about uh, popularity contests and favoritism. And, and then people wonder why we have problems in governance because we have so many seats that have wrong person, wrong role, wrong time. And I ran for that very reason, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I'm real practical about this. I offered myself to the people and basically said, if they want me, I'll be in and I'll work my butt off and they're going to see what good governance is. Representative governance will engage 
when Rampton's in the chair. And, and I put everything on the line. And that's what, you know, the, the, the betrayals along, this, along the way, even from members and some of the people close to me, turning at the last minute in the 11th hour saying, you know, they get into the mechanics. Well, you know, we don't want Clayfish to win. So, you know, maybe you should drop out and endorse Michael so your percentage points can go to him. Really? A day or two before the primary, you want to switch paddles in the middle of the stream and disappoint everybody. And nobody's caring about me and what I went through and what I feel. It's crazy, crazy stuff, crazy talk. So I said, go pound sand, not doing that. And, and, and you know, you get away from me. I don't, I don't want you to be around me anymore if you're going to think and talk like that. So I've got some organizational things to take care of here the next couple of days. But back to my point, these positions should be, uh, the, the electors should be focused on putting right person, right role, right time, and they're not doing it. They're not doing it. And they're being played. Their numbers for votes are being used to be manipulated by the systems within the machines and the algorithms. There's a small group of people that do this in every election, and they're the ones that are lining their pockets and getting away with this criminal act. And one of them is the current Speaker of the State Assembly. And you know what? It's likely that he'll be reelected to that if this thing doesn't uh, stand the way it was, and uh, he'll be a Speaker again next session. So the, so the corruption continues. And that's why I had to step out, by the way. I couldn't stay in that body because I know it's broke. I know it's dysfunctional. I know it's corrupt, and I can't stay there. So I'll give this gubernatorial run a shot, and guess what? It didn't work out. So now I'm a rep until January 3rd at 12:59:59, and then I'm out. And the people lost probably one of the best fighters in Wisconsin government they've ever had, and it's because they let themselves get played. Well, I have to tell you, I don't think that the political career you have is over for a lot of reasons, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I want to say something that's important for everyone to hear. Okay. The betrayal that you feel, these things that you feel, not understanding the pressure or the amount of things that you went through from threats on who you are, threats on your family, threats on uh, being able to continue down this path. Nobody understands that. Nobody, nobody that doesn't go through it understands it. Nobody understands the sacrifice that you make, and no one understands the selfless, the selfless behave the, the, the decisions you have to make in order to walk down that path and 99% of the people out there Tim they can't do it they can't do it they can't stand up when when Robin Voss is shooting at them they can't stand up when they're walking through and everyone's shooting arrows and and calling them names and y y following truth is is not something that's popular so I'm going to tell you this because I think it's super super important and that is even in the largest test, even in the test, even what you're going through right now, there are people around you that want to know what you're made of. They want to know, is he, is he, is he literally going to cut, tuck tail and run? And I'm going to tell you right now, it'd be the largest mistake you ever made to step out of the political arena and not make yourself heard, not make yourself seen, not make yourself the app, one of the people that stands in the front and takes all the arrows. Do not stop taking the arrows because you've already proven you can. And I know it's I know the defeat is hard. It's hard. But you have to look at uh, it from the me, standpoint. What's that? Let me let me comment that that um, Mr. Michaels called me yesterday. And we had a brief conversation, but I did not concede. He told me I was a great candidate. He wanted me to be around to help him uh, with election integrity. And I said, well, <laughs> you got to get past November 8th first. And uh, and then we can talk about that. So I uh, I don't know if it was a unity type call, if there was an intent to say, hey, I like you and I support you and I want you to be part of the team. And I do appreciate that very much. It mm -hmm. was very much appreciated the call. But I did not call him 
he called me and during that call I didn't concede and I have yet to do so because of the noise I'm hearing about this election. And yeah, I know I'm going to hear it. You know, I'm going to hear it. Oh, conspiracy theorists or sore loser crap like that it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with process. The mechanics aren't right. And this election was manipulated and the outcome was changed again. We got two of them in a row now that we caught it at. The ones before 2020 were manipulated too, but those are a little bit too far down the road and the data's all been purged, which by the way, for 2020, 2020 with the presidential election, September 4th is deletion day for all of that stuff. And you can bet they're lined up to dump that in the trash too. Uh, I, I want this process done right. I'm not going anywhere. I'll continue to fight. I don't have to be in a seat of governance to make a difference. And I'll tell you what, what we have to stop doing is talking and we have to start taking action. We need to take physical, tangible action to hold people in process accountable, get, uh, get the judicial process involved, file complaints, file criminal charges, start prosecuting, start investigating and prosecuting and hold people accountable. Once people start going to jail for manipulating the outcome of an election, maybe then it'll stop. But right now, no one's been held accountable for 2020. And right now all it is is rhetoric and talk. I want something done. And if I'm gonna have to do it myself, I will. And if it starts with ethics complaints for behavior in the, in the assembly body, if it starts with getting an attorney to file charges and, and looking into the situation, I guess I'll have to do it because no one else is. So am I gonna stand true to my word and, and follow through with an audit of this election before I commit to a position? Absolutely, I promised people that when I campaign and I'm not wavering from that. I'm just surprised it was so dramatic. And I'm really disappointed in what happened in the 63rd. If there's ever a telling moment in election fraud, it's the 63rd assembly from um, August 9th of 2022. And it should be thoroughly and forensically and uh, investigated to the to the ninth degree. And just, just peel that onion right to the core. You're gonna find fraud everywhere if you look for it. And just, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Everything's fine and it's over with. Don't let those excuses deflect you away from doing the right thing. Adam, you're going to have to get nuts on this thing. This is your, and I'll follow suit with, with mine, but I'll tell you, we need action, guys, not words. I'm tired of rhetoric. I want something done, and I don't care what happens to me. I'm out anyway, and uh, if i got to go down swinging, I'll go down swinging because it's not buying for the people. Yeah, I think that it's the interesting part about your conversation, then, Adam, I'll let you chime in, is that Tim Michaels did call you, right? Because they, yes. they know that you're a you're a a fighter, so I I will I will just add, I will tell you this, okay? Twelve forty two p.m. yesterday, by the way. I will tell I'm I'm just this is this is free advice because we need the unity, we need it. Do the audit. Push for the audit. Push for accountability. Push for them to follow the process. But I don't think you're, you're going to see a – it's not a bad fella to align yourself with. Tim Michaels not a bad fella. He's not a bad fella to, to align with. And I, and I, and I want to I encourage you to build on that relationship because I, I think it's a good relationship to have. And I think it could well, bear fruit for the, for the entire nation, not just for Wisconsin. Well, and that, Joe, that, that's an awesome statement you just made. And, and that takes me to what I want everybody to focus on. Um, this isn't about me. This is about process. And the bigger picture is we have to get past November 8th. We got to get Tony Evers out of the seat. Right. And that's a priority for me. So Tim Michaels is the nominee for our party. 
I've got issues with the election. I haven't conceded yet because I need to get clarity. I got to get my heart straight and my head straight and I'll get there. But he asked me to help him with election integrity. That's the mission. That's the goal. We got to get this thing resolved. Am I the best choice to do that? I believe so. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been living this for three months. So thank you for bringing it up. Um, I'm not, uh, I think the unity element's huge. We got to win. We got to get our all five constitutional offices have to be in GOP control on November 9th, period, end of story. And I'll do everything I can to help make that possible. But I can't turn a, a, a deaf ear and a blind eye to what happened on Tuesday. It's, it's, uh, problematic for our republic it's problematic for our state it's going to be a problem on november 8th as well and uh, it will also propagate into 2024 unless we get it resolved so i look to be part of the solution long term but in the next 90 days i don't think much is going to happen well and we know that the the populace and, and we've put out feelers and, and being a data guy we put out feelers and those feelers are telling us what the public feels you, know, you have what's called sentiment and sentiment indicators, right, for for the public, and it's not possible for Democrats to get the votes that they're getting right now. It's not possible. It's not possible for uh, Rhino, and I say Democrats, Rhino re Republican candidates, establishment candidates, to get the votes that they're getting right now. The sentiment is not there. It's not there across the board. You have 70, 80, 90 percent of Republicans that are turning turning the way, turning away. They they don't want to even look at them. They feel disgusted and betrayed. And so we know that the system is being cheated. Mathematically, scientifically, from a behavioral standpoint, everything doesn't align, and they're lying to us. And now you have tech companies and media that's saying that they're going to do a pre-blackout for uh, the election in, in 2022, the midterm, so that they can hide the fact that there's election fraud in the machine. So, Adam, I'll let you talk about that. <laughs> well, this, this is fascinating conversation because... Um, as you, you remember, you're a data guy and a lot of data when we're preparing for this race. Um, when you are taking on an incumbent of, you said, you said 17 years, he was also a staffer in Madison for 10 years before that. So we're, we're pushing almost 30 years in Madison with this, this man and for him to be celebrating with champagne a, a victory of 206 from a farm boy from Indiana taking on the Speaker of the Assembly in a race with double the turnout in a margin of 2.6% without the final canvas being done and a full audit. Uh, I, I don't think I'd have that much confidence if I were him. But as Tim said, there is a process, right? We know We've been dealing with the clerks. We've been learning from the clerks. We know that there's a very, very succinct process that takes when our votes are kept. Now, we have issues with the machines, right, Joe? About the manipulation that can those machines, and they can do, we can do math. It's not hard to manipulate the math. No. But from a process standpoint, we, we have issues with the ability for manipulation not just in the machine but, but prior to that ballot coming to the clerk's office right how many people got ballots how many of those absentee ballots were uh, known when they were sent out and how many of them were sitting on the table and nobody was going to use them but they knew they were sent out and if you have access to that information 
you can do a lot of manipulating very, very quickly if you have the data. So, so for me, um, I would like, as Tim said, I would love to see this, this microcosm, the D63, um, be um, a, a, a test tube, right? So that everyone could narrow in and focus on, here's what the clerks have done. They have done their job, I believe, to the best of their ability. But where are the failure points? Let's do a, fa a failure mode analysis and determine where the breakdown is in the process so that we can find the holes in the system and fix this. Because for, for anyone from the outside, I remember sitting with them at that cash flow. And you're, break, you're breaking up, Adam. Adam, Adam, do me a favor, Mr. Producer. Can you can you uh, have him dial back in, Adam? Can you hear us? Yeah. Can can you can you dial in? Um, you you keep breaking up. So we're gonna we're gonna have you call in. We'll just put your picture up. Uh, can you write this down? Can you hear me? Sounds good. Eight eight eight. Yes, I can. 888-441-1121. 888-441-1121. If you could just dial in there, they'll put you up there, and, and uh, we'll continue with Tim until you come back. Tim. Yes. Go ahead and take down Adam's deal, if you would. Uh, Tim. Uh, tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the internet. Maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. IP Vanish is a solution for you. You can use IP Vanish on your, your computer, tablets, phones. You can use it on multiple devices at the same time without sacrificing speed. Um, they're for you. And, and here's the thing. It, it, it blocks advertisers, hackers, um, your ISP, third parties from getting access to information to you, uh, blocks people from getting access to your passwords. All the data is encrypted. And for our listeners, you can get 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with 30-day money-back guarantees, like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. A disclaimer, if you are using things, True Social, you have to turn off the VPN. If you are using things like uh, vMix, uh, Chevy apps, or things like that. So there are some things that does need a dedicated IP, um, and it recognizes that. So just keep that in mind. So go to ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily, and save your 70% off. I, I want to I wanna talk to you about what you're feeling. You've been fighting tirelessly through this entire thing. Is, is this where, are you going to take a break, a breath? Are you going to take a breath? Are you going to get away and get some silence for a couple of days? What's, what's the next step for you just over the next, just a couple of weeks? Give me a snapshot the next couple of weeks. Uh, interesting question, and, and I appreciate it. I, I am a Christian, deeply, you know, right? And... There's a reason for all of this. There's a purpose for me in doing this. When I realized clearly that the state legislature and specifically the assembly was dysfunctional and corrupt and milk toast and go along, get along and pay to play, it wasn't serving the people, it was serving itself. I, I, I couldn't stay in it. I got to the end of my second term and didn't even get to the end of my second term. It was probably the beginning of my second term. I realized this was not a fit for me long term. And the sad thing is I, I'm perfect for the role. I'm a servant to the people and I should be in that seat and getting more than what I'm getting done done. But the obstruction is 
too great. So I had to come at it from a different way. I'm not a quitter. I decided to pull out of the assembly and come at it from a different way. So to your question, Joe, I didn't start this that way to end it or let it end this way. Mm -hmm. The injustices continue and they're evident for those who want to pay attention to it. The thing we need to do is to do something about it. Now the pattern's starting to be very clear here. We've no got question. two elections in a row where things have been done wrong. Manipulation, orchestration, fabrication, and then when you say, try to say something about it, it's retaliation. I'm tired of the bullying acts from people who are the actual de deniers here. I'm not denying anything, I'm just focused on truth. The people who want to obstruct and get in the way are the deniers because they're compromised. They're compromised and, and they're, they're, they're doing this themselves and they know it's wrong, but they do it anyway because there's personal gain for them. I don't care about me. I'll leave this situation a pauper if I have to, but I'm not going to let it go unchecked. I, I was brought into this for a reason. I think the calling from the Lord was to not only get me involved in this, but to do something about it when I realized what was going on. And now it's affected me directly. They've attacked my race for governor and suppressed votes and probably routed some of them in a different place, if not, maybe just simply didn't count them, so that they would minimize not only my chance for victory, but my message. By putting by putting my vote totals at 41, 42,000, when I should have been close to 200,000, minimally, also says to the people, look, that's the guy that ran election integrity and nobody voted for him, so therefore it's not an important issue anymore. So there's a, a psychological thing going on here too, where they want to mitigate and, and uh, marginalize the message. And I'm not gonna let it happen. So I'm gonna continue to fight. Uh, you know, you gotta take a couple of days and have some conversation and think things through and build a new strategy. But um, I, uh, I didn't get in this to, to end it this way. I'll continue to fight out by and for the people and it doesn't matter what happens to me. So that's my answer. Well, I, I have to tell you, it's, it's good to, you know, I know you're a man of great faith. So I want to I want to just I want you to be encouraged. It, it is it, it is and and that is from someone who knows. I I'm not just someone that doesn't know. I understand all too well what it feels like to be alone and in a place where frankly you start questioning everything, your sensibilities, like, why did I do this? Was the right decision? Maybe I shouldn't have done this. You know, I went from winning and becoming a representative to not being wanted to be a representative in your community. Like, this, this is all the stuff that I went through. I went through, all, I still go through it. But I want to encourage you because it's when the fire is the hottest that metal forms stronger. And that's, that is not rhetoric. That is that is not BS. That's that's real. That's the Lord. That's His hand at work. I feel His presence. I, I feel His comfort. Yeah, yeah, good. It'll be fine. Listen, uh, they did tell you that I had to head out pretty quick here. I've got yeah. a school board meeting to go to now, so I'll uh, turn the mic over to my my uh, good friend Adam, <laughs> and um, hey, go I'll do be there for worst. him to continue the fight. I'll, go, I'll be there with him to continue this fight. Well, go do your worst, and we were here. Thanks, we're here to support you. God bless you. We'll pray for Thank you, you after much. at the end of the show. So go back and listen to it. We'll be, we'll be praying for you. Thank you. I will be in touch. We'll we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Tim. Adam, 
We got a not so probably flattering picture of you that's on the the screen of you looking into the (laughs) distance. So just, we're just not, we'll try to switch it out here. I see that your flag is right side up. My flag is upside down, and it's upside down because. We are in a state of distress, and your yours your your uh, primary race tells the story. So, what are the next steps? You're going to fight, obviously. You're well, you're trying to cure ballots. Yes. Yep. Um, re- realistically, um, I would like to see from a from a data standpoint. I would really like to see the voters, right? Because what what people don't realize is there are already in the works um, complaints that were filed in the 63rd weeks ago, um, and the voter rolls haven't been addressed. So let's say there's 260 people that are uh, differentiating the, the win, if you will, in this case. Um, there are upwards of 4,000 uh, voters on the voter rolls that are in question right now. So, to me, this is uh, Tim talks a lot about process, and he's extremely right. Um, from a technical perspective, I believe our our clerks go through the process to collect the ballots, to um, process their um, ballots when they scan them through the machine, and uh, that data is transmitted. So. We've, we've understood how the process should work, but I, I would like to see the actual results of that process, right, Joe? Because I, an engineer, is, it's amazing what I learned in school. Um, I learned that every single item that you and I touch on a daily basis, whether it's a T-shirt, whether it's a, a clutch pedal, um, whether it's the handle to your truck or your car, Every single item that you touch goes through a process to get to its final state. And I would like to simplify the process, right, Joe? <laughs> I yeah. said we could simplify it in eight words when we go to the ballot box. It's in person, on paper, hand count, one day. And I, I believe that process would remove a lot of these questions that arise when you're watching a screen and you're trying to understand what happened. So from from my perspective, I want to see the names of the voters because that's something that's very clear and, and transparent. And I want to make sure that, that those voters, they're all active, right? I want to make sure that they're all alive. Um, I'd like to find out the percentage of voters who voted absentee and who voted early. Um, One thing to point out that the president's endorsement came out 40 days after early voting started. So those men and women did not have the opportunity to realize that my opponent had chosen to manipulate, and I don't don't really know another way to put it, but uh, he, he chose to deceive the public into thinking that that he was a friend of the President of the United States of America. In 2016, before the election, uh, in the primary, or sorry, after the election in the primary in 2016, uh, he stated in an article that uh, Donald Trump was an embarrassment to the party. And then yesterday, 
he stated that uh, Justice Gableman was an embarrassment. Um, I've said this a couple times. I, I don't think he knows what that word means anymore because, in my opinion, he is doing exactly what the left does. He's projecting his failures onto men that have stood up and done what is right for our country. So I, I've thanked the president multiple times for, for his endorsement because he saw and continues to see what I am doing to fight for free and fair elections. So um, basically the steps forward now are to, to analyze the information that we can gather based on the, the election that just took place. And, and make sure that process was followed, Joe. So this, this, there's a lot of other things that you, you know, you're, you're a private guy that uh, stands up, works really hard, has amazing work ethic, commits yourself, but something else happened that I'm just finding out about, and that is you lost your brother during this campaign. I did, Joe. This is uh, this is something that that people don't realize. Um, when I say this lightly, um, a lot of people throughout the campaign they said life happens, and I, and I told them this so many times that that life happens, Joe. There's there's something that that you plan on that that you plan on for months, and that's that's something that that you want to do with your family. Somebody had to go to the lakes, or somebody had to go to a a party. And, and I said this very, very meaningfully, that it's okay. Life does happen, and part of life is death, unfortunately. And so, uh, actually, the day that President Trump's first wife passed away, uh, my, my brother passed away. Yeah. And this is something that, that people don't realize is God didn't say if trials and temptations come, right? He said very clearly, when trials and temptations come. And these aren't always negative temptations, right? These are trials that are, that are life building blocks. And my brother had struggled um, with addiction. And we, we have these talking points, right, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> we have these fun, oh, these opioids are hurting our country and they're pouring into our southern border. But very few people are willing to have a conversation about the direct impact on our lives because of the decisions that these elections have, right? Oh, so yeah. when people say elections have consequences, the consequences of the 2020 election was not just, oh, the votes were changed, oh, something happened. This, this isn't a conspiracy theory. There's an actual result that happened. We have a different president that I believe the people, the will of the people, put forth. And when, when you talk about elections having consequences, the, our borders are open, wide open. And these decisions that have been made are directly as a result of my opponent's decisions, right, to look at the American people in the face and say, there's nothing we can do to fix it. And I personally believe that it's because he has insulated himself because of the power and the corruption that he has gained over the last 30 years from these consequences. I believe the will of the people 
truly has been squelched because of those decisions that he is making. And when he went after the military, Joe, oh, man. When he went after the military and started using them as a tool to lie and manipulate the outcome of this election and tell mm. the, the voters that I didn't want the military to vote was was over the top, right? That was That was more than any single person that wants to talk to me and congratulate me about a good race that was fought. He crossed a line. And that is what we need to focus on. Because if you want to continue to go down this path and manipulate people and choose to misdirect their their thoughts by using flat-out lies, this is a person that should not be in public office. So, yes, I, I have to uh, settle this weekend. Um, we're going to go down to Indiana for a funeral and and try to find some closure yeah. that we haven't been able to accomplish in the last three weeks, just like President Trump has been dealing with as well. Well, I don't think people understand the severity of of just how bad it is, right? So it... it you know, it, life does happen to you. Life does happen to you. And, you know, I, <clears throat> I lost my brother five years ago last Saturday. And, uh, you know, I think that the hard part about losing a family member you love is watching them go through things and make decisions and then watch other people. And, th- and in my case, the, the police murdered my brother. Now, but my brother, my brother was running from the police, so he contributed to it, right? So there's always things that you could do that if you, he would have done, he'd still be alive. But, you know, the, they don't get to execute people. They shouldn't have, be able to, to execute people. Um, and then they, so, so I understand. Um, but I also understand what happened to me when my brother died. Like I was, I was, I, I just disconnected. I think it was like six months of just, or I didn't, I didn't function at the same level. He worked for me. Um, so I don't think people understand that when you, lose, when you lose a sibling that you're close to and you're in the middle of something like this, you can't slow down. You can't grieve. You can't have closure. You're getting attacked. People are pushing, pushing on you. Same thing I said to Tim. It's lonely. It's a place that's very lonely because people can imagine what you're going through, but they can't feel it. So. That is something that's so, so powerful, Joe. Because um, you you alluded to iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can cold roll iron. Um, it's not as strong. <laughs> we can go through the metallurgy of uh, cold forming steel, but when you anneal that metal, when iron does sharpen iron and it's forged, and you hot roll steel, the strength that comes out mm. of that thought process. And this is what our forefathers knew innately. This is what what God knew when he wrote the Bible very specifically, that iron sharpens iron. But you have to be willing to go through those trials. And this is what so many people in our country don't actually take place and take part of, right, Joe? That's what you were saying. That very few people are willing to step up and say, I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight, right? I, I sang the songs, Joe. I, I've, I know I've given this speech too many times to, to folks that are listening probably, but I, I 
Maranatha Baptist Bible College, Heritage Hall Christian School. I was in the sounds of Heritage, the Madrigal and Handbell Choir. I, I was walking through the motions. But when you actually decide to, to walk by faith, faith without works is still dead. There's no other translation for dead. And hmm. you see those that faith being worked out, right? You see it yeah. because Satan is firing darts at you actively. And you see that you are doing what is right. If no one is putting you down or throwing darts at you, there's probably a reason, right, Joe? Oh, absolutely. You're not absolutely. doing anything worth being attacked. <laughs> well, and, and I think, uh, I, I actually think something. I think some people have a hard time trusting those people who are so courageous and standing up for other people because they can't imagine doing that themselves. They're like, why would anybody do that? Exactly. Why, why would anybody stand up for someone else? I would never do that. Now, they want to, uh, but, they, but they see the outcome of people getting attacked for standing up. They see the outcome of what they did to President Trump. And, and I want to play this, if I can. Uh, Mr. Producer, there, there's a video. Let me see if I can put it in there. There's a video, and you can't see it. Well, maybe you can, but... Um, but there's a video uh, that is exactly what I'm talking about. Like this, this literally epitomizes all the things. Let me see if we got it. Okay, Mr. Brewster, I just have that video. This is an interview with people in New York about President Trump being charged. Um, if you got it, Mr. Producer, he's going to grab that real quick. And maybe you've probably heard this. I'm going to pull it up and see if I can watch it. But. You'll be able to hear it for sure. Are we ready to go, Mr. Producer? Okay, let's go ahead and play. It's 20 seconds long. Is this unprecedented to arrest a former president for not well, turning into a former president that had committed this many provable criminal acts? But what are the provable criminal acts, I guess? <sighs> provable criminal acts. Well, I'm just, I, I, <clears throat> I'm done talking. <laughs> I saw that, Joe. I'm done talking. I saw it just before I talked to you. <laughs> and I say to myself, provable, show me the criminal acts. Show them to me. I want to see them. Show them to me. But they, they can't show them to you because they don't exist. Adam, we're and out of Joe, time. If so they, I'm give you if they had them, oh, yeah, we're go out ahead. of time. No, I know. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. It would be amazing to see. <laughs> I want to see them. Oh. oh, Russia. Nope, that's false. They're just, they're afraid of a man that stands up with nothing, nothing that he's not willing to sacrifice, including his own life, his own, his own liberty. Trump has stood up to all of it. <sighs> I think that scares him, Joe. I think that's what scared my opponent the most. He has, he has laid everything on the line to keep this position. And again, you and I have some major questions about what happened. And I believe we'll see that played out here in the next couple of weeks. But if, if I can put one last plea in um, to folks, this, is, this fight is far from over. <laughs> My website has not been taken down. It's still active. It's deanforus.com. And if, if you have seen what's going on in our country and you want to change the direction of our country, um, the time calendar treasure argument hasn't gone away. You have to decide if this is worth fighting for. So folks would still continue, even 5 or 10 or $20. He outspent me 10 to 1, we're estimating right now, Joe. 10 to 1. David and Goliath, here we are. And this and is then, Gideon's band. And then they had and to we're cheat. we're going to fight. 
and then they had to cheat. Yep. Yep. Um, because we I'll, scare them. You scare yeah. them, Joe, by speaking truth. You, they they don't have a rebuttal for that. Well, I want to I want to pray for you. I'm going to pray for Tim, and I'll pray for your family. Uh-huh. What was your brother's name? Aaron William Steen. Aaron William. Okay, Father God. And then when we're done, by the way, I, I started the the prayer, so we're in it. But if if any of you guys want to help contribute to his campaign, let's just say it now. Um, you can go and donate. You can go and donate at Steen for us, S-T-E-E-N-F-O-R-U-S dot com. Go to steenforus.com and donate so that he can get through and fight against Robin Voss. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to have these two warriors on the show today. Thank you for the time that they committed to talk to people in their community. Thank you for the commitment that they made to fight for a free America. Thank you for the commitment that they made in order to fight fight for the voice of Americans. Thank you for their ability to have stamina and courage to stand up despite all the hits from radicals on both sides of the aisle. Father, thank you for guiding these men, for giving them the ability, the, the wisdom to know how to stand up, when to stand up, what to, when to talk, when not to talk. Thank you for just giving them to us, giving them to the people of Wisconsin, and showing others what an example of truth and commitment looks like. Father, I ask you to, uh, I ask for a lot of bold prayers today for these two men. And I'll start by just asking you to, to capture the heart of Tim Ramthan. Capture his heart. Protect his mind. Give him peace. Help him to understand that you put him on this path. Give him the encouragement that he can continue to follow truth. That he can continue to stand up for that truth, despite all the hits. Father, please, please... Bless his family, bless him with the courage and commitment to go forward. Help him to build unity with others that care deeply about the people in their community. Father, I would ask you to bless those relationships that Tim has with others, that those relationships may bear fruit and that it may help us in a place of restoration to bring you back into our community and to realign the mores of our society, Father. Father, I ask for a special blessing on Adam and his family. Father, we know that Aaron Steen is with you right now, and we just ask for a special blessing of peace for his entire family. I ask for a special peace over Adam that he can have closure. A special blessing of just understanding that, that you can just comfort him in this time and and let him know that that Aaron is Aaron William is right next to you father father please please instill the wisdom and the peace of mind and the stamina to continue to fight against 
the evil in our society and those people that are stealing the voice of the people in their community. Father, I would ask you to just rip open the veil of what happened in the primary election. I would ask you to expose those people. Father, I would ask you to expose the code inside of the machines. I would ask you to expose the people that work for those companies. I would ask you to put on the heart of whistleblowers whose consciousness are prodding them to come forward. I would just ask you, Father, to just do miraculous things to overcome this evil and to, to help Adam become a tool for, for restoration in the community, Father. Father, please bless Adam's family, his children, bless their finances, bless their campaign, that they can have the finances to be able to stand up and to get an audit, to uncover the things that were the wrongdoing that was done in the primary. Father, I would ask you to lift up the voice of those that are doing great work in Wisconsin. I would ask you to create a fraternity, to create a, a group of people that can stand together, set aside petty differences, and do your will. And keep focused on you, Father, as they do what they need to do in order to protect the people of Wisconsin. Father, I ask you to bless our listeners, bless their families, give them health, give them peace, give them joy. Allow them to see through all the bad things that we're dealing with and plow the fields, pull the trees, pull the weeds, so that we can have fruit again in, on our land, Father. I ask all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, sir. You go and, and uh, celebrate your brother's life. We will. And, we will um, and uh, I will done. be... I will be in touch with you, and I will tell you that uh, we'll be fighting for you, and we'll give you all the airtime you need. Everyone needs to go to steenforus.com. It's time for David to walk down the hill and strike Goliath. Goliath needs to fall. You got it. God bless you, Adam. 100%. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Talk soon. All right. Um, I don't know if I could get in the fight after my brother died. I wasn't prepared five years ago. So the, you know, learning about that while I'm on the show was a, a big, it's still raw. And people talk about rawness and, and the fact that you're, you know, that you're strong, you're a warrior, it shouldn't affect you. But it does affect you because those that are willing to be selfless are typically the ones that have the biggest heart to help others and literally love unconditionally. And that's how you know the true character of a man, I think, is those that are willing to do to help others. So we've got a, a great lineup over the next couple days. Um, and Monday is going to be a, a blockbuster day. Next week is going to be amazing. Um, we've got uh, quite a few really cool people. I don't... I, I should probably ask if I can announce that now. Can I announce that now? Let's see if I can ask Mr. B uh, Apollo if I can announce that. All right, let's hold off on that. Yeah. We have to get in the fight, though. Ash did rem just reminded me there's 87,000-man army coming at us, and they have to be willing to pull the tra trigger and use lethal force collecting and being tax bibs. 
So I can, uh, yeah. All right, listen, God bless you all. Have a great night. Kiss your, kiss your family. Support Adam if you can. And if you can't support Adam financially, please support him 100%. Support him with prayers. We'll, we can at least start there. All right, God bless you all. I will see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Take care. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.